Hello, and welcome back to Walking Movies. I'm Nick, and I'm walking to the cinema. Otherwise, this would be a bit pointless calling it Walking Movies, wouldn't it? Yep. Oh well, I hear. Uh, so I just put my backpack back on. Haven't got my microphone out. Um, I hope you are all uh, enjoying Depp versus Heard. I am uh, watching on YouTube. Great stuff. It's going to make a great movie one day. I mean, that's uh, that's a messed up situation now. Um, but we're not here to talk about uh, trials. No, we are here to talk about films. Specifically films that I am going to watch at the cinema. And uh, this is a bumper week. So... Um, I am taking a break from the main podcast that I do for the next uh, month or so, but I will continue to make these, and that's good because Big Movie Week. Big Movie Week! Because, seeing two films, first one I'm on way to now, and I'll talk about it in just a minute, and the second one, a few days' time... Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Very excited to see this film. Um, spoilers have been uh, going about for the last few days. Not great. Um, I've seen one, or sorry, I've, I've heard one. Not seen anything, but I've heard about one, which is very annoying. But uh, I mean, I wasn't looking. It just just popped up. On my social media feed, really annoying. So I'm being very careful about looking on social media at the moment. But won't have to once I've seen it, so come on. Um, But tonight, film that I've been eagerly waiting to see, I'm off to see the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, If you've not seen a trailer for this film... Uh, Nicholas Cage plays Nick Cage or Nick Cage plays Nicholas Cage I'm always confused uh, but he's playing himself or a version of himself uh, anyway and uh, somebody who is some sort of crime lord it would look like from the trailers uh, hires Nicholas Cage to be his guest of honour at a, a birthday party or a function of some kind, and uh, and all sorts of uh, mad stuff happens. That's what you get from the trailer. I've seen, unfortunately, a couple of trailers for this film, uh, just because it's been playing in front of nearly every film I've seen over the last few months. Um, so I'm hoping that there is a lot of good stuff left in the film. Um, but uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage. Uh, Pedro Pascal from um, the uh, who plays the Mandalorian most of the time and certainly voices him and from things like uh, what was he uh, Wonder Woman 1984 that was it and I saw him in a film a few weeks ago called The Bubble which was a Judd Apatow Netflix comedy in quotation marks that went straight to Netflix uh, about making a film during the pandemic and it is about two hours too long and not very funny 
It's got one funny sequence in it, and that's it. So don't, don't waste your time watching the bubble. There's a quick review for you. Um, so, yeah, so this came out a few days ago. Uh, I'm not sure why, but this evening it's been relegated to one of the small screens. Only tonight. Uh, the other days and nights it was in a bigger screen, but I'm going to see it with a friend. And this was the night he can make, so... We are seeing it tonight in the crappy small screen, but what can you do? Um, so yeah, um, I mean, who doesn't like Nicolas Cage? Uh, it has a slight kind of, I mean, very loose, but you know, being, being John Malkovich kind of vibe in, you know, him playing a version of himself. Um, but it looks really, really good. So, so I've been looking forward to actually going to see it. And I'm glad I got the chance to see it before I go and see Doctor Strange. So, there you go. So, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this. Um, this might go out as a separate episode. This might go out as uh, an addendum to Doctor Strange. I'll have to wait and see. I just don't know. Um, but yeah. So... I just hope it's funny. The trailers make it look funny, and I hope it, it is, because I'm fed up of seeing comedies that let me down to the cinema. So, right, I'll catch you on the flippity flop. Bye! Hello. <clears throat> Welcome back. So, it is now. Thursday the 5th of May 2022 and uh, well I did not record my review of the unbearable weight of massive talent after seeing the film on Tuesday so this is going to be an episode in, in two uh, firstly we'll talk about that then we'll quickly talk about the film I'm on my way to see right now. And I'm fiddling with my backpack because it is hot. Hot, hot, hot. Uh, it is a beautifully mild 19 degrees. I'm walking around in a t-shirt um, because it's too hot to wear anything else. And even the backpack is making me hot, so there you go. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, I mean, off the bat, did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought it was very funny. It does lose its way a little bit in the the final act of the film for me. Um, I don't think uh, it kind of shifts in tone a little bit. I don't think it it really worked. Um, but the important thing is, it's a it's a comedy that did make me laugh out loud numerous times. I mean, Nicolas Cage is uh, just phenomenal. Pedro Pascal is equally great. Um, he's got some really good comedic chops. Uh, he was the best thing in Wonder Woman '84 for me. Uh, I don't recommend watching it just because of that performance, but he was very good in that as well. Um, but yeah, the, the two of them together just re work really well. Um, I didn't realise Sharon um, 
Hawkins in it, who, Hollywood-wise, I think the last thing I saw in was um, Game Night, which, if you've not seen, that is definitely one of the better comedies of the last decade, and one I often forget about, but it's very good. Um, so she's in it as, uh, as his wife in the film. Um, I'm never going to pronounce this right. Ike Baron Holitz and Tiffany Haddish are the CIA agents. Um, I remember the first time I saw Ike in anything, as I will call him for the remainder of this, to not butcher his name anymore, I, I think it was the Mindy Project, which was Mindy Kaling's uh, sitcom after she left the office, and I was convinced he was a Wahlberg. <laughs> just to me, he looks just like a Wahlberg brother. He's not related to them. Uh, but he's very funny uh, in the stuff that I've seen him in as well. Uh, and Tiffany Haddish, who I, I feel very mixed about. Like Sometimes she's really funny in films, and other times I don't think she's, she's that funny. But I'm constantly told, a bit like Kevin Hart, constantly told how funny they are. Um, and I think sometimes the film scripts let them down. I wouldn't say she's particularly funny in this, but I think she's really good in her role. She does a few good funny lines, but both of them are great in it. Um, I don't think there's a bad performance in the film, really. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is not in it for very long, but he was good in it as well. Uh, just, just, just enjoyable. So, like the, the the last the last act does let the film down for me, but still not enough for me to not uh, recommend it. I think. I did put my review on Letterboxd, link in the description below, follow me on there. I think I gave it a three and a half, which is like basically a seven. I think that's what I gave it, but um, I enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it again at some point uh, when it comes to TV or whatever. Uh, and I look forward to watching it again. So there you go. What, what more can you say? about something like that but if you do get you know if you get a chance to see it then i do i do recommend it um so onto the sites film eh doctor strange in the multiverse of madness now i've i think i said this the other day i've tried to avoid spoilers where possible except for one that uh, someone made trend on twitter the other day like days before the film came out very annoying um, I think there was a leak of some kind and it just kind of spread so that's very annoying but it was what it was um, so I think I know something but we'll see um, but yeah so I just watched re-watched the first Doctor Strange film last night in preparation for seeing this one I know it's not a direct sequel but I'd only just a few weeks before seen uh no Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, so I didn't want to watch that again, didn't have time to sit through all nine episodes of WandaVision, so I watched the original Doctor Strange, and I watched it with my daughter, um, convinced her to, to watch it, because um, she's only seen Iron Man, and a few years ago she watched Captain Marvel, but I, th I don't think she remembers much of it, um, and she loved it, so depending on how I think this film is. Uh, I'll be taking her to see this again at the weekend with my wife. But that's not about the quality of the film. It's more about how suitable 
it's going to be for her. So that's what it will come down to. If I don't raise it that much, tough. <laughs> I'm going to have to go and see it again. Um, but it's more of it suitable for her. So that's why I'm going to watch it now. But I did watch it in 3D. I got a got a 3D copy on Blu-ray for Christmas and uh, got that out to watch and uh, I hadn't seen it in 3D when it first came out um, so I uh, realised it was it worked really well in 3D and so tonight I did in the end pay the extra £6 <laughs> to go and see it in 3D IMAX of which they're only showing it twice in 3D IMAX tonight and tomorrow uh, the rest of the time it's going to be standard IMAX so I don't know what that's about but uh, yeah, so that's why I'm off there now. I booked and cancelled tickets twice for this film <laughs> because of changes. Uh, and in the end, I, there was one decent seat left for the IMAX screening. Because uh, you don't want to sit too far to the side. You don't want to sit too uh, close to the front. And I got one kind of off-centre towards the back. So that was, that was fine. Um... So yeah, uh, I believe Chiwetel uh, Eljafor. I always have to read that name. Terrible of me. Um, I believe he's in this, and I say that because I've seen his action figure. <laughs> so I don't think I don't think we've seen him since Doctor Strange. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he must have been in one of the uh, the big fight scenes the Avengers films but uh, he didn't have like a heroic moment I remember know that people are screaming at me now saying I'm wrong but never mind um, but uh, I've seen a, I think I saw the first trailer made the second trailer so I know Scarlet Witch is in it for example um, I know we're going to be introduced to America Chavez um, which character I'm not very familiar with I'd heard of, but I'm not familiar with the character. And again, that was more because uh, of uh, seeing the action figures in the toy shop. So, um, you know, I, obviously it's about the multiverse. It looks like we're seeing uh, Doctor Strange from the What If cartoon series that was on last year on Disney+. Plus. So that's good, because I've watched them. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I'm just ready for some multiverse. Multiverse action. Uh, which reminds me, there's another film coming out in a few weeks which is about a multiverse as well, but it's not about the Marvel uh, multiverse. It's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, and that's about multiverses as well, but a completely different type. So that looks really good. And uh, I think I'll be going to see that in a few weeks as well. Uh, in fact, there's a few good films coming out. Uh, Top Gun 2 has been getting some really rave reviews. I didn't have any real major plans to see it, but the reviews have been good. And it's directed by uh, Joseph Kaczynski, I think, who directed Tron Legacy. So uh, I'll give that a go. Um, the film I just mentioned. I'm sure there's another one coming out in May as well that I want to go and see. So... Uh, yeah, the summer season is kicking off for films. I'm going to find it hard to keep up. I've already not seen a couple of films that I wanted to. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, 
I would say my expectations for this film are on a par with Spider-Man in my uh, expectations. I am expecting to be a little let down. Um, the reviews, I have not looked at the reviews, but Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's about 84%, uh, which is obviously a very good score. Um, so, I mean, it's getting good buzz, and the only, the only kind of review I've seen so far is my colleague friend Mr Christopher Ripley um, which if you don't listen to him and other stuff please go and listen to a last branch in Ripley a podcast that we do where we talk about uh, lots and lots of things mostly stuff from our childhood but also other stuff in, be- in between a uh, new episode out next week um, but uh, he went to see it earlier today and he said it's the evil dead meets marvel which doesn't do much for my thinking, is this going to be suitable for my daughter? But also left me very excited because uh, obviously Sam Raimi directing this, directed the Evil Dead films. Um, and of course directed at least two good Spider-Man films. Well, one good, one excellent, and one we don't talk about. Um, so yeah, so yeah, my expectations are high, I hope they don't let me down too much for this one Um, but I am nearly there so let's wrap up this waffle and uh, I will uh, speak to you on the flippity flop bye well I'm going to say some things that are going to be a first for this podcast firstly Wow, wow, we we were, which I don't think is actually a word. And fuck me, don't normally swear on here, but Jesus. Um. Okay, so I'm not going to go into any spoilers, but if you are thinking, if you are planning to go to Do- to see Doctor Strange then you can stop in about 20 seconds and come back to this podcast later. So the very quick summary is in my top five Marvel films and you need to go and see this as soon as possible. Okay, so stop now if you're going to go and see it and then play the next bit later on. Because, I mean... Christopher Ripley was right. I don't think there's any other way you can sum this film up as nothing more than the Evil Dead meets the MCU. It is... I mean... There are so many uh, homages to the Evil Dead that it's borderline offensive (laughs) in how many that you might notice. Um, All done really well, though. Um, But... I mean, I said before my expectations were high, and I was a bit worried about that, but oh my god, it blew me away. It really did. Um, and I th- what I think is really interesting, now I've only seen the, f- I think the first two trailers, I'm sure I saw a second trailer, anyway, it doesn't matter. 
the trailers do not give you the film at all. It is not what you expect them to be. And again, all the better for that. Um, realistically, I think if you saw WandaVision, you will get more out of this. And also, if you watched What If, you'll get more out of this film than if you didn't. Um, I wouldn't say they're integral, but it's just that usual thing of you will get more out of it. So, for that reason, I would say try and brush up on that if you are... You know, if you're not seeing it in the next few days, then at least try and watch What If. So they're all quite short, about half an hour long. Um, and I think it will add to the experience. Um, yeah, it's it's just... Wow. <laughs> Man. Um, it was a great audience uh, film to watch. Um, lots of reactions during it. Not in the same way as like a, an end game, but still there were certain moments that people certainly kind of popped for. Probably the correct term. It's a wrestling term, but I'm sure it's appropriate here as well. Um, yeah, it was. It was just. It blew away my expectations. Now, I said that. I would, you know, decide what we should do about my daughter. And I'm very, very torn, right? Because on the one hand, I desperately want to see this again. (laughs) And I know my wife will appreciate it. And I think my daughter would enjoy it. That said, it is definitely the scariest Marvel film. And it's definitely the most visceral Marvel film. There's not much in the way of gore. There is a bit of blood. Um, But things happen and they are pretty, pretty grim. Uh, So I'm, I'm a little bit torn. Now, I went to... A screening at half past seven at night. There were kids in there of my daughter's age and younger than my daughter's age. They didn't run out crying. But every kid's different. And I was thinking about this on the way out. I was thinking, you know, my daughter's almost nine. When I was nine, I'd seen Terminator, Robocop, Aliens, uh, bits of... Friday the 13th, bits of Nightmare on Elm Street Um, Terminator 2, I was watching a lot of films that were above my age range and that seems to be quite a common thing from kids of the 80s even though we had certifications, people didn't really pay too much attention to them, or you just watch things on telly when they came on Um, so I'm a little bit unsure um, on it. It's, 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 it's a 12. Or 12A, whatever. Um, 
So I think you've got to, if you know your kids, that's your best judgment. Or do what I'm going to try and propose to do, which is go and see it during the day. <laughs> Plenty of time to get over it before bedtime. Um, but no, it was it was uh, it was great. I cannot say enough good things about it without getting into spoilers. I just thought uh, it was it was you know well done. It was one thing that was weird. It's a two-hour film. I think it felt slightly longer. There's a bit of a thing with pacing, I felt, but it didn't drag and drag, but it certainly felt like it was longer than it was. A lot a lot gets packed in that first hour, that's for sure. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's in my top five Marvel films already on a first watch, and it's... The most I've enjoyed a Marvel film since Endgame, I think. When I look back, um, I mean, there's been two Spider-Man films that have come out since Endgame, and I enjoyed both of those, but they haven't held up for me on repeat watching as as much. Um, this to me, it, it's so different to everything that's come before. Um, and it feels like it's going to be a one-off like I don't I can't see them continuing down this route even with the Doctor Strange character I do think this is a very unique film in that regard in quite the same way that the first Doctor Strange you know felt different to other Marvel films it still had a lot of the same beats but it still felt different Um, so yeah I I just really really enjoyed it and I hope you do too I mean this is easily I think I enjoyed this more than the Batman and I enjoyed the Batman so I just yeah it just spoke to me and it, it, it pretty much has redeemed Sam Raimi after Spider-Man 3 and Oz that's how good this is to me <laughs> such a return to film uh, loved it there are two uh, end credit scenes one uh, just after the main credits and then one traditionally right at the end uh, if you stay and wait so um, both waiting for they're both fun um, I need to find out more about the mid credit one to understand what that actually means um but yeah it was fun and it, the, the the second one in particular one after the credits got a real uh, genuine laugh from the audience so yeah I think they're definitely worth staying for so that's that now um one of the other reasons I wanted to see this in 3D initially in some way was because the Avatar 2 trailer which I think is called the something of water it's not the shape of water that's another film <laughs> it's something else um, so this was like really it was a teaser I think it was about a minute or so long um, and you shot you know just the footage from the from the new film and um, 
it looks it looks as you expect it to. It looks like an Avatar film. Um, that said, you know, one thing that definitely was apparent was again, James Cameron really uh, wants to use the 3D medium, and it looks particularly stunning. Now, I saw this in 3D, Doctor Strange, and it was good 3D. Um, it's quite a it's quite a bright film, so it works well in 3D. Um, and Doctor Strange is definitely uh, a film series that I think benefits from 3D more than a lot of the other Marvel films. I don't know if that's because they put more effort into it. I don't know, but uh, yeah, so I recommend it for that. But the 3D Avatar was stunning. You know, it did look really good. So, um, yeah, that it'll be interesting to see what happens with that because obviously the first Avatar was the the rebirth of 3D cinema. You know, it kicked off that revolution that lasted a few years, like properly lasted a few years. Um, it'll be interesting to see if this does the same thing, but it did look very impressive in 3D. Um, you didn't find out much about the story um, but you know I I will happily take a trip back to Pandora at Christmas and uh, hopefully it's better than the first film story was but it looks good which I suppose is the, the point we also saw a and this was weird we saw a trailer for Top Gun Maverick the same trailer that I saw the other day. Uh, just took this on a bigger screen. And then they showed us an entire sequence on the film after the trailer from Top Gun, which must have been about four or five minutes. Um, and it was good. But if that's in the film, which it's some of it's in the, in the trailer, so it's going to be in the final film. Um... I kind of wish they didn't do that. Just... Hmm. But it looks good. <laughs> it was a good sequence. It was fun. So I will be going to see uh, Top Gun Maverick. And that means that I'll probably have to watch the original Top Gun. A film that I've never sat all the way through and watched. But I feel like I've watched over the years. Seeing bits and pieces here and there. When it's been on. But not seen it properly. And then finally we saw the trailer for... Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, which debuted a few weeks ago. Um, 3D looked good. Uh, might, might go and see that one in 3D as well. Not entirely sure. But the film itself looks great. That's the main thing. Uh, I love Ragnarok. So, that's good. I was surprised. I thought I was going to see a Jurassic World domination trailer because I know I knew one of those was coming up, but I'm guessing because of the, uh, the Top Gun Maverick sequence that was uh, that was not included so yeah wow what a week of going to the cinema and what a film and that's not to take away from The Unbearable Weight that was also a good film but this was just uh, the fanboy in me was just whooping with joy so much fun
And I really hope you feel similarly. And that's why I see, you know, if you've listened to all of this, this is your own fault. This is why I said if you haven't seen it yet, stop listening because I don't, I don't want to hype the film too much to people that are planning to go and see it because if you get a really high expectation before you go, it can dampen it a little bit, I find. But I just, I just absolutely loved it and I hope you do too. So that's it. That's it for this week. Uh, so I might be going back to the cinema at the weekend to see this again. Certainly hope so. Um, and then I'll probably be back in a, in a week or two once uh, everything everywhere all at once comes out. And I'll uh, try and see that sooner rather than later. Um, but look, thank you for listening. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Doctor Strange. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'll put my own handle. I haven't got a walking movies one. You can just follow my personal. Um, all the podcast ones. You can the other podcasts. You can you can reply there. Um, but yeah, love to hear what your thoughts are on Doctor Strange. Um, but until we meet again, Flynn Lips. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free I wish I could break all the chains holding me I wish I could say all the things that I should say Say I'm loud, say I'm clear for the whole round This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.